hope you guys like that mashup i uh, despise madonna too so i'm there with you guys uh you know her time is so up uh and i think a lot of their time in general is up so it's the 28th of february last day unlike somebody's milk carton that said it expired on the 30th of february i would assume that that means that the milk doesn't expire forever and ever and ever so Today, I wanted us to kind of um, uh, unpack President Trump's speech. But before we get in there, I wanted to talk a little bit about Satan. <laughs> it's going to sound so nuts. So I have been on the telephone all day today with various matters. Obviously, everybody knows uh, I have a federal lawsuit against Dominion Voting and Media Matters and Ali Akbar, all that for defamation and slander. As you know, there's another lawsuit in the mix uh, going after the state of North Dakota and how they lawfared me to the ground, filed a bunch of shit that wasn't true, and they knew it wasn't true. That's the point. Um but also discussing, you know, my lawfare in regards to uh, my run. And, you know, I was thinking that, you know, in times like this, when you catch someone doing something illegal and when you catch the same people of the system playing the system, you got to come out with strategies from sideways, right? So uh, a little unexpected Wednesday, I will be in the air somewhere at the time that I have to have a show. So I apologize in advance that on Wednesday, I will not be having a show because I'll be on an airplane somewhere. Um, but all the other days, I will be able to do it from whatever location I'm at. So that's number one. Uh, I wanted to get that out of the way. I'll remind everyone tomorrow as well uh, that, um, you know, Wednesday there will be uh, no show. Um, I wanted to say thanks to my Pepe because I actually uh, put together the microphone he gave me because my microphone finally gave way and so did my mixer. And I've um, set it up, even though it wasn't set up where I wanted to do it. So I think the audio is coming in better. There's less echo. So anything you guys um, tell me, try to remedy. Uh, this one also has really good um, little sound effects too. So I like it. Uh, so I, just so you guys know, and I, a lot of people have been telling me this, especially my global listeners. Hey, if you're, once you're in office, like how are you going to do your show? It's like, I'm still going to do my show. There's no law that says I can't. So, you know, one of them will be exclusive rather than me putting out newsletters. I think I'll be putting out exclusive reports for my office. Here's what's going on. Time with your own 
XYZ, I won't mention, you know, what, what position I'm running for, but I will be listening and talking with the people. I will also have open Q and A's every week for my people live on air, nothing to hide, no closed doors, no bullshit. Um, so, uh, so that's, uh, number one, number two, let's talk about evil for a second. Okay. Because I, I don't think people understand, you know, um, if, if I was the devil, I would assemble all my minions, every single demon in my strategy room, and I would give them your email, your address, your phone number, your pictures. I would tell them all your weaknesses one by one. Obviously, we all know that's what uh, interactive internet activities are for. But I would tell all my minion staff about what you do, how you do, and um, I would have you convinced that the Bible was a joke. So if I was the devil, I think I'd try to make your joy, your actual joy, <clears throat> die. I'd load you with so much anxiety and fear and dread and trepidation that you're a child of God bought at night. The devil comes to you and he can destroy your salvation and he can snatch you away from, you know, your redemption any moment. Right? And he can, evil can take the spring out of your step and the love from the relationships can be sucked out. So if I was the devil, I'd do all of that. I might take a dump truck of guilt to you. I'd make you feel guilty. I'd make you feel horrible about yourself. And every time you would step forward in faith, I'd remind you of the times that God abandoned you and how many times you fell last week and how this one thing that was unfair and how this and how that or how, you know, 10 years ago you kept a book of sin uh, somewhere with pictures of you doing bad things, or maybe I'll remind you how you used to be a drug addict or how you were an alcoholic or how you were abusive or were abused and how unworthy you are. And I just leave a little shadow of doubt that says you can be different. And if all of that didn't work, let's just say all of that didn't work. I would try to see what's more popular lately. And that's, uh, you know, misinformation, distraction and misdirection. I would have you going down rabbit holes. My minions would be on every single corner you go, every stairway you are, every social media, every everything you open up on the internet will have something there to load on you, to give you fear and anxiety, to show you a task list that's never ending and never gets smaller, it's just bigger. I would load on to you concerns of debt that are to come. I would load on to you how this one good thing you did makes all these bad things go away and then remind you that that's not how it works. I would give you clutter. I would give you chaos. I would make you late to things. I would make every stop line light turn red just to piss you off. That way I can distract you. Maybe through your device or maybe through things at life that just happen sometimes and you have to take it in stride. Maybe I would delay a job offer. Maybe I would delay a meeting, right? Just to hear you scream in agony and saying this isn't fair, right? I would bring up all those delays, all those failures. And I would make you 
embrace it. See, the father of lies is very careful and studies every single target. Just like software right now has been very careful compiling data of all of you. Every single one of you have provided data when signing up for a service, when even for voting. See, because a lot of people think this voter fraud thing is only about your vote. It's not. It's about being able to hack every single portion of you. Every little portion of you. That way, politicians in the future don't have to campaign. That would be silly. When they can spend 20, 50, 100 grand and get full profiles of each area and say, all right, what area do I have to convince? There's 100 in my state. You only have to go to these two. Saves them time and money. They know everything there is to know about you. Every porn click you've done, every uh, clothing piece you've worn or rented or bought or sold or returned, what furniture you put in your house, your transactions online, every little portion of you is not hidden on the internet. It is there and open for anyone that has the money to buy it. And this is how they control your mind. You know, a lot of people think it's just, oh, you know, I was on Facebook call and suddenly, you know, this ad popped up about stuff. I, I think I was on the phone with Millie and we were talking about Spanx and then Spanx came up and I'm like, can they make them in a size like mine? <laughs> you know, uh, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> and then I would just ponder, why is she wearing Spanx? doesn't need it. She's like a size triple zero if there is one. But the thing is, is that a lot of people you know, see it in a more pedestrian light, but it's a lot more dangerous than you think. Because imagine what kind of power someone has over you when they know every little facet of you, every little corner of you. Oh, they have ultimate power. I mean, I, I, I was married to someone who knew everything about me except for exactly what I did. And because of the obfuscation of my job and literally lying to my family, um, they were able to manipulate me because of that, which means they probably knew what I was doing. But okay, that's another story. But if we don't know how our enemy acts, then as human beings, we don't have a chance of being victorious. They always say, know thy enemy. Well, you are the enemy of these globalists, these power trippers that only have power that it's, it's actually arbitrary. Like, they, most of them weren't even elected. They've been selected. And a lot of people don't want to believe it because at this point, they're just like, well, that's not right. Have I been so stupid all along? And the answer is yes, you have. Almost every single situation we are in is because of something we did, right? Almost every situation. I don't care what it is. And even me, when I'm in a bad situation, sometimes it's just happenstance, happen chance. But every single wrong situation we are in, every single uh, uh, roadblock, every single mishap is done to teach us a lesson, right? And, and the more we pay attention to those lessons, the more we grow. So, you know, when I hear people reaching out to me, hey, I want to run in my state for this position. I don't know if I should. You know, like there was this one guy who was like, look, dude, I used to like steal cars when I was a teenager. 
I got in a lot of trouble in my early 20s. And, you know, I did a stint of time for some misdemeanor because I didn't have money to pay. I went to community college. Now I run my own business. I'm straightforward. You know, I'm this. But people will start talking bad about me because the, the good old boys run my city. And, and I really want to run. And it's like, why wouldn't you run? Oh, because they'll say things about me. No, boy, you're perfect for politics. You are exactly what people want. The American success story. The story of a guy who was in a foster home, screwed up most of his youth when he looked really good, right? And then decided, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to turn my life around. That is exactly the type of people we want representing us. I don't need the cookie cutter that's going to sit there and, well, you know, I, I, was a, I serve like this. Nobody gives a shit. Right. General Milley served. Right. Crenshaw served. All the uh, McCain fucking served. OK. I don't even want to hear that stuff. When I hear that stuff, it's like it, it, this isn't a brownie point system, boy. You need to go on Fed biz ups for that shit. This is America and everyone has an equal opportunity. I don't care if you were a gymnast, a cheerleader or, you know, anything else. And if anything, you know, one of the most prime examples uh, is, you know, Mike Lindell. He was a crackhead and look at him now. Obviously he's overexcited and I freaking love his energy. Um, and that could be because he has that X factor about him, you know, the overcompensation because he's so excited to get on with life. And that's actually almost a drug, you know, when you're excited with life, it's almost a drug. Sometimes your energy is just way too high, but you have to understand how evil strategy is. They put you down and tell you that you can't move. They tell you who you're allowed to vote for, who you can't. They decide because they're all knowing what can go on the ballot, what can't. Oh, you need it on the ballot? You're going to spend about $100,000 for that. Yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to go, right? That's not the way it's supposed to work. That's not how a democratic republic works, right? This is it. The thing is, is that what we're realizing at this moment as a whole country is that we're really not free, that we just have this illusion of freedom. And if you look past this fog of, yeah, we're a free nation, fuck you are, damn, got more freedom in Kenya right now than you do here, okay? At least there, their house of representatives throw shoes at each other when they're pissed off. Here, they just sit there and smile and eh, 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 or set them up with some child or something so they could get more blackmail. All right. At least there, they're out there showing. See, Satan's strategy is taking you on a roller coaster. There's people that are going to persecute you, lie to you, use you and cheat you. You know what? There are numerous ways that you can tell when someone is no good. And I thought I would share that insight with you, uh, having said that. Because a lot of people ask these things and many people are like, well, you know, you know humans so well, you know, from your job. Why do you fall for it? Well, it's different when you're looking at the forest on the outside, but it's way different when you're in the thick of it. But the key things is that God will actually show you what intentions are. Now, I bring this up because it's very important to understand that. Intentions are what drives your actions. You can have good intentions to make your window look amazing, right? And, you know, you decide that you're going to use this cream 
true story there. This cream thing, you're going to rub it in and it's going to make it sparkle and shine and it's going to look like a freaking cartoon, right? And your intentions are to do it. So you actually, true, true, true one on this one. My dad had a Cadillac Coupe DeVille, okay, when I was a kid. And I wanted to make it sparkle and shiny, okay? This is where I'm getting, I should just tell the full story, all right? So my intention was to sparkle his red Coupe DeVille since he parked it at the weekend house we had in Queens. So I I lived in the city, but we had another house in Queens too. So anyway, um, it was parked at the garage. My dad had left with the other car we had, which looked like more sporty. And that was parked in the driveway. So I pull out, guys, please, because I had just seen a commercial. I know all of you are going to gasp. I used chlorine on the car. <laughs> I used it like when I was done, there was like rust. It was terrible. Listen, the intention behind it, <laughs> you should see my dad's face. The, the whole hood, it was just terrible. But, um, you know, I was like six, seven years old, right? Like whatever. Um, the thing is, you know, I was like using all these sponges and so much soap and I wanted it. (laughs) I thought chlorine would do a good job. It was so bad. The intentions were good, right? So when I saw that the paint was peeling off, I decided to peel more off. (laughs) It was even worse. But anyway, regardless, my father knew that my intentions were good. Uh, he knew that I worked all day on <laughs> trying to make the car sparkle. It wasn't even that dirty either, right? Um, but he got mad and then he started laughing because he could see that my intentions were good. I mean, obviously, like I said, I was like five, six, seven, whatever. And there's my little sister sitting right by me, stroking her My Little Pony, you know, um, and then my older brother's just driving his um, his bicycle, and it's like, <laughs> you know, did you not see her? He's like, she's been washing the car all morning, and he's like, dude, she like peeled the paint off. But the thing is, the intention you can't get angry with it. But there are intentions that you can't see because sometimes people can hide them in other ways, and the only reason we miss these things is because we're also sinning. If that makes sense. For example, like how many times I say the relationship that I was in and I, and I make no secret of it. Uh, you know, I let myself be, um, treated in the way I was and blindsided like that because I had a relationship where I had to constantly lie to my family what my job was. So th- since I was sinning and I wasn't being honest, Right. And I was always making up excuses or what I was doing. And I, and, and literally like the going joke is, and they're going to be like, it's so racist, but it's true. You know, my family, my, my, my family's thing was like, you know, Tori's like Mexican. She has like 150 jobs because that's the only way that I could explain why I was traveling everywhere and doing things. Right. I had like millions of jobs and that's what I would tell them when in essence I had one job. That's it. One job. But everything else that I did was because of that one job. I hope that helps. So I was lying, which left a blind spot. And a lot of people get it. But God always shows you when someone has bad intentions for you or through their actions. So they're, they're, it's not hard to identify, but it's difficult for us to acknowledge that we've identified it. So if God is exposing someone's impulsive personality traits, 
This is often a sign that God is warning you uh, that the person has bad intentions for you, right? And why do I say this? Because I'm a very impulsive person. I'm the type of person that, you know, first of all, if I had the bank account to carry it, my ass would be down at the airport every Friday and be like, yo, what's flying out next? Let's go, you know, and just go somewhere, right? I do impulsive things like, hey, girl, let's go out to dinner. Hmm. But impulsive, meaning on responding, you know, without a qualified reason to respond the way they do, right? And so that's something people should always be aware of, that impulsive personality traits usually often are a sign to tell you that there's bad intentions, right, um, out there for you. That's, that's, that's something you have to focus. Like, how do I, how do I put it? So bad intentions, right? It's easy to believe that humans can segment and, and compartmentalize the different, uh, areas of their life, right? And, and I know this because, you know, it, um, it is something that I've done in my life, compartmentalize my actual employment with my fake faux employment as a front and then another front, you know. But what happens is, is when, when you hide one portion of your life, um, it does creep over and it's always negative, right? Something negative happens um, and, it and it infects the other areas of your life. So it's very dangerous to think that someone who lives impulsively or whatever is able to be in a wise relationship with you, either that be uh, a partner or a friend, right? Um, because they're, they're unable to contain the sin to just one part of the life. It's like a forest fire, right? So like when you have a life, um, that is secret, meaning your real intentions, what you really do, uh, how you really feel and you have that, you imagine your life as a forest, right? That fire of sin that's boiling will jump right? To other areas in your life, regardless, no matter what, you know, it comes to you. Now, a lot of people say you're really hard on yourself, Tori. I've heard that so many times from people in the intelligence community. That's our life. And it's like, yeah, but you don't get it, right? It, it, it's still a problem, right? Because you make one line, then you say another, sometimes just like that CIA lady said, sometimes she'd forget what she told another neighbor, right? Because you're so eager to hide it. But in that sense, it is a sin. I mean, working in any job and not being honest with what it was. I mean, when I was younger, I thought I was going to wear a fucking cat suit when they came to me, uh, you know, on the base and said, hey, you know, I thought I was so dumb. But anyway, <clears throat> so the thing is, your whole forest will jump and cause fires. So when someone acts impulsively in one area of their life, um, it's possible for them to all of a sudden show um, self-control for you? No. Remember Timothy 3.13? Evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Bible tells you everything you need to know. And you know what? I think there's an equal passage in the Quran and the Torah that says about the same thing. So weird, right? Everyone's on the same page on that. Now, another thing, um, you know, from being deceived and being uh, and, and deceiving, um, God can show you a person that has lots of hatred for people in his or her past. Well, when you meet someone, 
that hates everyone they work with in the past, can't stand them, doesn't like them, has only bad things to say about them. Well, that's often a sign that that person is also not good for you. Okay. Um, because yeah, of course, we're going to have some nemesis and stuff, right? But the intentions that someone has for someone else, right? Uh, you know, always in their past, like they're all crap. They're all this, you know, can't find one nice thing to say, right? Not one nice thing. Like, uh, you know, I had a whole city troll me, right? But it's not all bad because, you know, I forgive them. Those people didn't know what they were doing. And it's none of my business to go and educate a bunch of people that don't want to be educated. I have to learn to accept that, right? So there's not like I'm going to say a shit ton. There's not uh, coworkers that I'll say eh, that I hate, right? I don't even like that word. Because how can you hate someone that you know is just simple and can't see things or is unable to see, you know, what they're really doing for what it is? Now, people like that usually have bad intentions from you. Um, they get so mad from people in the past because they didn't do what they wanted them to do for them. That's how you know that they're selfish. See, they get mad and hateful towards any person um, and they get bitter and hateful and nasty and resentment toward people in their past or that they come across because it's a trend that they use. That's what selfish people do when they use people for their own reason. In essence, they're just getting mad, right? Because uh, you know, that the, the, you're not doing what they want. That's basically it. They're mad that so many people in their path have, you know, not done it. It's because they had bad intentions, right? It's a trend because those people didn't satisfy their selfish desires. This could also mean that that person is also bad with self and selfish intentions. You see, this is how you can suss it out. There are people that will just hate other people for not getting what they want. And that's what sucks. You know, it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, people that have resentment toward other people and they say, oh, because you didn't get me that job or he didn't, um, you know, uh, he didn't do a somersault for me or, you know, he didn't buy me dinner or he didn't do this. You know, it's just resentment. And that's what people who are selfish do. Right. So that's 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 key because it's all about them. So because you didn't serve them, now you're bad. So if a person only gets excited when you talk to someone and they only get excited when they feel that you can do something for them, that's also a sign that they don't have good intentions. Okay. Um, it's very important that you get that because that's a really huge flag. It's like a gold digger will be excited when you open up your wallet, right? And if someone is using you for a promotion at work, they'll just be really happy that you might be able to help them advance. But then, you know, once, once, you know, they get the promotion or whatever, uh, they're like over you, right? Or if you can't get it for them, they're just like, fuck you, right? I don't want to, you know, deal with it because, Happiness is most evident, um, you know, when they show that they're happy and they continue. So even in John 6, right? Um, remember, Jesus fed people, you know, with bread and they started following Jesus. But, you know, it actually talks about grifters like that and people that have bad intentions because it says, truly, truly, I say to you, you're seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves, right? But then John in that's that's verse 27, right? 
So as, as you see, um, he clearly said that they didn't come just to give them earthly bread, but came to offer himself as the bread of life. So in, in John 6, 53 to 58, the whole thing, right? It says, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks on my blood is eternal life and you will raise him up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my, you know, it sounds really gory the way they've translated this. It's not like this in Greek. I assure you, it does not mean that. And in him, as the living father sent me, I live for the father. So whoever feeds, he will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. The manna, manna bread. Um, and that's why I say it's not him. But in um, John triple six, so it's 666, he says, after this, the disciples turned back and no longer with him. So basically, right, when people realize that Jesus was offering himself rather than any material blessings or doing more miracles, right, even the the disciples he had walked away, right, because they weren't getting their fix. It's kind of like following someone. Oh, my God, I'm totally following you, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I love you. Oh, you're so hot. I loved you in that song. And then, you know, suddenly that person that was singing songs for you and dancing for you is no longer dancing in private for you, no longer posting on his Instagram about you. And suddenly you're just like, yeah, fuck that. You're not giving me anything. I'm walking away. So this happened even to Jesus, okay? Just understand that even to him, people walked away when all they saw was that he was giving them wisdom. So there's a hidden motive in that. Now, another thing is when someone's actually actually acting in a tempting way, often sexually, this is a sign that they have bad intentions for you. I mean, I don't know. Like with this one, it's, yeah, obviously he just wants to get in your pants and I'm okay with that. I mean, there's a lot of people that are okay with that. You're just like, yeah, that's hot. Other people don't like it that much. So, um, you know, that's another way that you can see someone's true intentions where they're just trying to get into your pants and that's it. Right. But it's a little bit different. You know, it depends on the people. I mean, if it was me, like I said, I'm pretty surprised no one's come out to be me too by me yet. And and that's on both sexes because I was I was a pretty bad girl. Um, but having said that, the reason I say this is if you guys remember in Potiphar's wife um, uh, th- that um treated Joseph wife, Joseph wife in Genesis 39, 10, she kept trying to tell Joseph, Hey, sleep with me. Hey, lay down next to me. Right. He, she was trying to tempt him all the time. Right. And, um, what happened, she was trying to tempt him to have sex in 39.10, and he just kept refusing to be with her, right? And so the next day, you know, he wouldn't listen to her or be with her. So her motives weren't based in love, which can be seen because what happens next in that is that when Joseph denied her, her true hateful intentions came out when she accused him of violating her, which he obviously did not do as Genesis 39.11 through 18 explained to us. See, that's the thing that if you don't get the intention you want, sometimes you will attack another to make it worse than it really is or say something that you shouldn't. Now, another thing is if someone's playing manipulative head games with you to keep you guessing or, you know, wanting more or whatever, it's a sign that they're showing you they have been 
you know, bad intentions. It's like a guy that doesn't call you and pretends he doesn't know you or in private, they love you. But then when you're in public, they pretend they don't know you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, these are manipulative strategies. And I think it's important that we go through that to understand it because this happens all the time. Intentions cite everything. Let's say, for example, this is a very straightforward example. Let's say, for example, I was extremely rich, right? And I find this group, a Facebook group, right? And I'm not even from the group. I just joined it. Everyone looked amazing. They're all fighting for, you know, their country, um, you know, Atlantis. And they're just like, what do we do? And they're like, oh, let's put flags all over the country. And everyone's like, yeah, let's raise some money. And then some guy fucks it up and gets the wrong flags. And they're like, holy shit, we can't afford to do it again. We just raised that money. So then I step in, the super rich person. And I'm like, wait, who's in charge of this group? But I can't get a hold of the admins in the group. So then I go, you know, to one of the other people in the group that I think are associated with the admin. And I'm like, hey, how much do you need? Do you need 50,000 Atlantean dollars to fix this? Here it goes. Can you just pay for all those flags to be done? So we unmess the whole mess they made with the contract to put up flags everywhere and stuff because every single portion of Atlantis is being hurt right now. And then that person takes that money and says, sure, tells the person, yeah, I totally did it. But then you know, eight months later, this person is left out in the cold. They're hungry. You know, you see them on the street and and you were one of the people with the flags, right? And you had no idea that this stranger had given them money to pay for the flags. And those flags never went up. I mean, some did, some didn't, you know, because somebody dropped the ball trying to negotiate contracts for the flags, fucked it up, right? And you see the person out on the street and the person's like, I need your help. You know, we're friends and everything. You're like, sure, let me help you. Like, how can I help? And then you find out as you're looking help by walking, you know, whatever, that you meet me, the the rich person who gave that money and said, oh, that's a pity. I'll help them out. They did a great job on distributing all that money for your flag thing. And, And then you turn around and say, I'm sorry, Tori, we never got any money for the flag thing. What? 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 Wait, are you saying that a few months ago, this person had all this money to help with the flag situation in Atlantis, was supposed to give it to everyone, lied to the person that gave it to him, and now he has zero money, right? And left out in the cold. And now he's asking help from the people that he actually screwed over to. And it's like, so you sit and think about it for a second. How do you treat that person? You want to give them uh, a, a hand and help them? But before they do, what do they have to admit? They have to apologize. And they have to not pretend that they're, you know, so righteous and so good when you know everything. See, that's the thing about the internet. You know everything. Every single thing. There is nothing that stays hidden. See, we need to understand that, uh, you know, almost... Every single person gets tempted with sin. See, when you're, have you ever had that friend where you like sit with them, both of you plot evil schemes? Dude, I've been there. Seriously. Where you have a friend, yeah, we could do this. And they'd be like, girl, I'll help you bury the body. Yeah, that's what's up. Now, if you had a little bit of motivation, you might actually go through with it, right? But um, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty intense if you think about it. Everybody, Everybody gets carried away. 
everyone's human, everyone makes mistakes, and no one should be held accountable for a mistake made yesterday and atoned for the day after tomorrow, right? Every mistake you make, every error you make, every lie you've told, every sin you've committed should be worn as a badge that you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, it's over, right? That's how it should be. And it should be something that you praise and put out. There's a lot of people that say really nice words. I see it all the time from politicians, right? I I saw some people trying to explain their way into position that I'm running for. And it's like, you look so dumb to people like me that actually know what you're saying (laughs) or trying to say, right? But they say all the right words and then they give you, oh, I'm, I'm this. So brownie point. Oh, look, I have this beautiful family. Oh, look, I've already served for 10 years and did absolutely fucking nothing. And, and oh, look, and it's like, no, that doesn't work anymore. See, in today's society in 2022, they don't need the rabbis and the people with the white robes that are sitting there with a shit ton of money from corporations. That's what people don't want. We don't want people hanging out in the group talking shit. We want people that want to do shit, right? Um, I explained this to someone. I forgot who I was. I've had so many conversations today, but I was explaining how, you know, what people are doing now in the, in the, in the era of digital information is trying to recreate what you guys have created yourself, right? And that's the ability to come together in the middle and work together. Now, through that, I've seen state groups create their own state groups and make them secret because there were people coming in trying to be famous or important. I mean, we even had someone that was in our group that went and sold themselves to a rich guy saying, oh, I got all these groups. And it's like, no, you didn't. You copied. And you're not doing shit. The people are doing shit. See, this this is always going to be there because their intentions are about them and not the cause or the people. Um, I get a lot of that from people that I converse with almost every day. Tori, like, how do you command so many people? I, I don't. But they listen. No, no, no. We get together to work on projects. But each state does its own thing. I'm not in charge of everyone. I don't give them orders. Right? They're my groups, right? Because it came out of the Tory Says community, right? My listeners. But I don't sit there and say, okay, right, uh, do this. You know, there's some groups that actually said, I think it's Louisiana, right? Their group, they actually have meetings every week. They take minutes and notes and then distribute it to the rest of the community to see what else they need to do for the next week. Texas has got themselves spread out in counties, right? California's got north, south, whatever. But it's all about getting popular. And it's like, I want everyone who has had that thought and felt they were more important than the next person, right? To just sit back for a second. So let's pretend that you become the leader of a group with like a thousand people, 2000, let's say 30 or 300. If you're doing absolutely nothing and you're doing things to appease just yourself, you'll be in the same FEMA cap with all those people that are following you. You're not making change. See, beautiful words exist. People talk, 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 right? But their actions are louder than words always. And that's the thing. If you can't have actions, if you can't show up, you can't turn up. I know a lot of people can't do everything. There's not a lot of people that would have, 
the ability or strength. Some people are shy, right? To just go down to a court and file a lawsuit. Not a lot of people do it. Some do, right? But not everyone does. So they chip in in different ways. Hey, I'll help you proofread the case. Hey, I'll, um, I'll print it out for you guys. And I have stamps, you know, everyone chips in. That's how the United States was created in the first place from colonies and little cities and counties where everyone got together and kind of decided what to do. Obviously, we did have some problems with that because we had appointed governors by the queen that were a little bit, you know, titled in tiara. But in essence, that was the idea. The idea was that everybody sits down and has a voice collectively. Now, in the United States of America, we're all people from different cultures, different walks of life, right? And we see things differently. Something that uh, you see that's very important to others might not. You know, people don't see it as important that, you know, that they're using cats in all Ukraine pictures and models and actors. Now, suddenly people are making a shit ton of money telling you about Zelensky being a comedian. We knew about that in 2019, but okay, let's just pretend it's news. See, intentions. Right? Intentions. We should all be working together with a common goal, even though we have different avenues to get there and different eyes and different hearts. The one common goal I think that every single American can count on is that we love freedom. Obviously, in today's times, I mean, the people that are like, just just follow the rules and wear your mask. Those people, I think they need institutional structure like prisons, Nazi shit, you know, you can't fix that. When they just whisper, just, just follow the rules. You know, when I hear that, it makes my hair stand up because I'm like, holy crap. Those are the people that fired up the oven when they were burning them, right? That's the type of people that will be firing up the oven when it's your turn. It's the people that are like, just follow the rules. Just do what you're told. Just follow the rules. Those are the scariest people on the planet. Those are the people from the Milgram experiment, right? Where they literally followed the rules until the person was supposedly dead because someone else would take the responsibility. Those are scary ass people. Those are people you don't want to fuck with. You don't want to have in your life. Like I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody says. And I'll say that in public too. And in office, if you're a person that follows the rules with no smell test, you have no business in office. Is it discrimination? No, it's called common fucking sense. If If you don't have the attributes of someone that has common sense, you don't belong in any fucking job that has to do with any government activities. I'm telling you that right now. Right now. Because they don't respect boundaries. They don't respect differences. It has to be, you know, you have to be tolerant. We have to understand this is just one world. And we're all going to die. In 30,000 years, if we don't stop carbon emissions. See, no, those type of people don't belong in any bureaucratic positions. Those are the people that are in customer care, literally paid to hear people bitch. You never, nine times out of 10, when you call customer care, you're calling the bitch, right? You're calling to load on them and tell them, yo, this, 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 right? You don't call and be like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, Hey, Marcy. So I just thought I'd call T-Mobile because you know, why not? No, you call and you're like, why the hell is my service not working? Like this is not, listen, I know you're upset, but I'm going to disconnect the call. 
if you get angry and it's like, all right, so I've been like flying for two days and my phone's not working. Reset it, brand new phone, new SIM card's not working. I am, okay, I'm going to disconnect the call because they don't like your tone. And it's like, who the fuck hired this person for customer service? Like, this is where you toss them out on the street and say, fuck that. You suck at your job. You're supposed to be a punching bag, Marcy. You're supposed to be listening to what your customer's saying. You're not supposed to get offended. Okay. It's the same thing in government jobs. You can't sit there and say some people have more rights than others and expect to have a government job. You can't sit there and say, well, I can bend the rules, right? Because I'm Mandy, because I said so, because I don't like the outcome. You can't fucking do that either. It's done. It's done. It's finished. You're out. See, these are the things. Remember how many times in 2018 and 2019, I'm like, why doesn't President Trump fire everyone down to the fucking janitor? Like, purge the place. I don't care how good you are. If you're good, you'll make it through to reapply. Fire them all. Right? Fire them all. Down to the janitor. Fire them all. You wouldn't have any problem because the problem that we have right now is that we have all these losers. Mind your words. I go by they. Did you guys see that? Frick. I don't even have it with me. Damn it. There was this TikTok I ran across. I could have sworn I tried to save it, but I couldn't. I don't remember what it was. But there was a TikTok where some girl went up to register and said, um, so the person asks, hi, ma'am, what would you like? I'm not a ma'am. I'm a they. So the person at the cashier ignores it and says, "Um, okay, what would you like? I would like a latte, blah, 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 blah. Let's just pretend it's pumpkin spice so we could just turn up the whole scrunchies, you know, uh, whatever visco girl thing. And so sits there and says, I want a pumpkin spice latte. And then, you know, he's like, um, okay, ma'am, one pumpkin spice. I said they. The price is $9. She wants a pumpkin. I, I'm a they, not she. Okay, they. Well, then the price is 18. Why? One for you and one for them, whoever they are. I loved it. It was so good and sketched out because this is the type of shit we should be throwing back, okay? We should be throwing back the rubbish they're throwing in our face, right? When I hear someone give me pronouns, I'm like, I'm just going to call you by your name because I don't play pronouns, right? And when I refer to you to a third party, if you have you look like a guy, it's going to be he. And if you look like a girl, it's gonna, I don't give a shit what you identify as. Seriously. I'm so tired of it. Today, actually, I was downstairs. I went to the lobby to go get my mail. Um, I, and, and I actually got out of the lobby because I wanted to see one of the police officers that were there. I wanted to ask him some questions. You know, I always ask about my Cleveland police. Anyway, so I go out in the lobby and there's this smoking hot woman, like smoking hot. She was wearing this nice dress, nice heels, looked amazing. Turns around, she had a beard. And I'm like, damn dude. He's like, don't you see? I identify as she. I was like, I don't give a shit what you identify as. You're a dude in a dress. You look good from the back and the front. It's not working. He was like, how dare you? That should be a crime in this country. And I just looked at the cop and I was like, arrest me. He's like, fuck, I'm not doing that. So, you know, these are things, you know, you have a long fucking trucker beard, you know, like the duck dynasty and you're wearing a hot dress from behind posing and shit. Like you just got catfish from behind. And I don't even look at women like that. Right. And I was like, dang, 
damn. And I was like, who that? You know, that's someone, you know, hanging out. And it was the dude. And he got upset because I was like, damn. And he was like, I identify. I was like, I don't give a shit what you identify. I'm not going to lie to my brain and just to make you feel better. I know a lot of people hate that, but it's like, okay, you could do whatever the fuck you want behind closed doors. You don't have to wear signs on you. Nobody cares. Okay. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. I have friends that are trans. I have friends that are, you know, super gay. I have friends that are kind of gay. Other friends that are asexual because none of the sexes will mess with them, you know, and I tell them that they totally hate it. Right. It's like, I'm asexual, right? Because you failed in those relationships and then you failed in those. So I get it. Uh, it's called celibacy because you're difficult, but good. So anyway, um, <laughs> bottom line is those are all forced deceptions. We are forced to deceive our own minds into the lingo they want so that we can abide by their rules and what they want to say. It's a, it's a pretty smart psyop. It's actually quite quite smart. And while running, this is a great sound clip for somebody. She's so not tolerant. And it was like, yeah, well, I could get me too'd by both sexes. What about you? Totally tolerant. Not like I want to do that because now they're all probably digging. Who are we going to me too her with? And it's like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of uniforms you have to call. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, look, a lot of people keep complaining, uh, you know, with results. And again, I, I urge you to look back on 2021 and see what you guys have done. 2022 is going to be more insane. The amount of things that are going to be popping. And you know what? It's not just me saying it. James O'Keefe does too. And I love it the way he put it. I, I mean, it was like, is he channeling me? This is so good. So good. Take a listen. It's actually really good. I gave a speech in Mamaroneck, New York. And people are saying, well, it's over. Country's over. It's all over. There's no rights. It's like, the hell, it, the hell it's over. It's over if you say it is. And if you manifest that, if you believe that, if you, if you was it negative prayer? If you want to just keep saying we have no rights. Negative confession. Negative I mean, confession. What, what you're saying right now is like so big for me because you want to say to the people in the Maranac Yacht Club, it's over because of you. Because of what you just <laughs> said. Right. That's, that was, that's such an important point because I get this and I'm sure you do. Top ask questions. Do you fear for your life? What can I do? There's no rights. Nothing will ever happen to these people. And I say, well, it's still our rights and our freedoms still exist in our hearts. I think what unites us is much stronger than the silly, petty divisions that we focus on in the media. And I think the majority of Americans, the vast majority agree. They're just afraid. But courage is contagious. We're, we're Americans. This yeah. is a sovereign country. Yeah. And we believe in these principles. See, see, it's not just me that says it. James O'Keefe does too. And he calls him out all the time. See, when back in the day when I was hanging with Andy Breitbart, the fact of the messages that he conveyed about, you know, this uh, film guy, James O'Keefe, he was on point, right? Truth is what it is. People can't stand it because you know why it's different than fiction? Because you can't fucking embellish that shit. Fiction, you could put bells, whistles, lipstick on a pig, right? Throw it up a flagpole, identify it as you want, furniture, him, they, or, you know, us, whatever, right? But you can't do that to truth, right? And hurts. You know, my dad, when I was a kid, I remember I like 
took money off the table to go and buy something that everybody else had. Like if I asked him, he would have given it to me, but I just took it. And then I pretended I didn't take it just for a second. He's like, and that was a last time I lied to him. And I was really young. He just looked at me and he was like, the truth hurts me for like a second. Lies just keep hurting and hurting and hurting. That was it, right? That was it for me. Um, that made sense to me. That made a million times more sense to the people you absolutely love or that you're trying to help or the cause that you're working for. If it's not based in truth, it will fail regardless. And if you guys look back on 2021, look at everything that you have done. You have pushed everything forward from the lawsuits to the writs. Oh, but they didn't do it. Doesn't matter. You put that shit on the record. Your name is now in history forever. When they look back at this time, they'll see, holy crap, my grandfather, great grandmother, they filed because they wanted to make change. And because they were filing and people were firing left and right lawsuits here, there, shit just happened. Because they knew they can't. Now they're all running and everyone's just looking at them like, what? Seriously? Like even in my race, I watch every single speech. I mean, I don't tell my campaign team that because then they don't report shit back to me. So if they're part of this show, I hope they're not listening to that part. But what I could tell you is I'm watching them and I was like, dude, people could see right through you. Like who in their right mind sits there and listens to that and says, yep, that sounds kind of right. And it's like, are you kidding? I, I didn't talk about election integrity before because it wasn't an issue. It's like, oh, yeah, you're fired. You're not allowed to run <laughs> because your state started it in 2004 and it's been happening ever since. So that's where you start drawing lines and saying you're dumb. You can listen to all the podcasts you want to catch up, but you can't replicate. Sorry. See, these are things that we're seeing now coming from candidates that are trying to contest President Trump. And why do I say this? We've got rhinos, we've got Democrats, and then we've got stealthy line towers. How many of you in 2018 and 2019 thought that Lin Lindsey Graham was awesome? I just want to see. How many of you really thought that Lindsey Graham was on the right team? Let me check the chat. Oh, come on. You have to admit it because he was sitting there saying things and pulling out his. Like, what about Jason Shaftes? Wait till you see. <gasps> Damn, did I forget that already? Shoot. I filed it in my mind and I forgot. He sits on a board of lefties. Wait till you see that. So you saw Jason in the house, right? Was good. A lot of you did. Come on. You thought Lindsey Graham, you know, being out there, sticking up for Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's a fake sword. I kept saying fake sword because I was there when he was laughing with McCain, waiting as Harry Reid took that shit to Mother Jones with that fake PP dossier, which now they have no leg to stand on. We all know that Obama paid for that shit. They're throwing Hillary in the front because she took the weight of it, right? But do you know how many of those are? Tulsi Gabbard's one of them, right? She's super cute, right? And for some reason, because she served, it's important. She's part of CFR too, you know? And she says things like, you know, that make sense, right? Uh, who was I having the conversation with about the guy from the Church of Satan, right? <laughs> We had this conversation with someone that I simply freaking adore, right? And 
was like, did you see that dude talking about the Church of Satan? I was like, yeah. Doesn't it suck that the guy that leads the Church of Satan sounds saner than most of these politicians? That sucks. When you when he's speaking something that makes sense, because that's what evil does. It talks common sense, right? And it wants to uh, prevail and lure you in. Yeah, Lucian Greaves. Uh, he's he's really smart. Uses NLP like freaking fiddle, and he can fiddle that with his toes. But we see a lot of them saying nice things. Telsey says, you know, all these great things, and then it's like, then she does this, and you're just like, wait, what the, what? And then she does something great again. It's like, what? And then it's like, how many times does someone have to tell you who they are before you believe them? When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Take it at 100%. If someone tells you that they're Mickey Mouse, treat them like they're Mickey Mouse. And in the end, you will see exactly who they are. Are they Mickey Mouse? Or are they a bootleg Mickey Mouse? Or are they a loser? Or are they just saying they're Mickey Mouse because they want you to come to Disneyland? You know, these are all things, you know, that you need to be paying attention to. The most dangerous ones are the ones that can toe the line equally, that aren't firm in their beliefs, that wishy-wash from one side to the other, right? And I've, and I had someone in a conversation again today with someone else who's in political strategy. He's like, dude, people like you don't run for office ever. I was like, yeah, well, it's 2022, right? The, the time of, you know, this guy is great. He's got 20 kids served and that's it. Nobody talks shit about him is over. Nobody wants a pussy in office. They want someone that will fight for them, right? People would be ready to drop their, drop their ticket to a trucker that drives from New York to California, you know, in no time flat rather than a pussy. Okay, let's say it's straight because it's fucking bullshit. Nobody wants you in office if you're going to sit there and play politics. And the more they play politics, the more they lose. And I love it. I absolutely love it because this is how we change things. We don't do extravagant. We need people that will take shit by its horns and break shit for us. Right. And oh, there's a lot of people that posture. Oh, look at me. I'm popular. I have like. It's like, that's, nah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. The GOP, nobody cares. You need an endorsement. Well, the other dude doesn't. All he needs is the people's endorsement, right? Because, I mean, if we really want to pull endorsements, we can, right? We don't need that. We're going to show the people that just people are going to win because they're good. And we're going to fix the system so they don't bar people from getting on ballots anymore. We're going to fix shit and criminalize it if there's shit like that going on in Secretary of State. You watch how quick you fix things once you're in there. That's how you fix things. That's how you fix things. By wrecking the system that entraps you. I mean, the only way you get out of a cage is by breaking it. I mean, some people can have a key or not, right? But once you got the key, what do you got to do? You got to destroy it before they put you back in there. That's the way it works. So um, to shift gears, I thought um, we can watch during this intermission um, a video. Now, I know this video clip was made for U.S. veterans, but I'm pretty sure that he's a proud commander in chief of every single one of you. There are many people that have worn that uniform and spilled blood for our nation. 
And I can tell you that one of the most moving moments of my life was when I graduated boot camp. My graduation from my A school in Corey wasn't that, you know, fancy, uh, you know, it wasn't, I had my P test in the morning. It was the day we were getting our orders. Right? <laughs> my last four always popped because I was the one rolling up cigarettes because I was poor. So I would roll up tobacco. Right. And, um, I, I and it wasn't that memorable for me, but it was, um, for boot camp because I did the whole color thing, you know, with the, with the rifles and whatnot. So um, when you hear the president, I want you to envision him telling each and every one of you that have fought with your stamp and with your pencil and with your lawsuits and with your research and with your collaboration within your state groups and your groups in person that you meet with, that you have made all of us proud. Like, so, well, you know, when I see your pictures, I know it sounds so soppy, right? But when I see your pictures shared in the group where you guys are breaking bread, like the one from Montana today made my heart sing, right? For some reason, just totally made my heart sing. I feel proud because I'm like, holy crap, this group of people is going to convey it to their kids and their kids is going to convey it to their kids. And this is how you make sure it moves forward. And, um, so this is to all of you as well, not just our troops. Since the first volley of gunfire, brave Americans in every generation have answered the call of duty and won victory for freedom in its hour of need. General Douglas MacArthur once said that the soldier who is called upon to offer and to give his life for his country is the noblest development of mankind. We pay tribute to those brave souls who raced into gunfire, roared into battle, and ran into hell to face down evil. They made their sacrifice not for fame or for money or even for glory, but for country. Today, a new generation of American patriots are fighting to win the battle against terrorism, risking their lives to protect our citizens from an enemy that uses the murder of innocence to wage war on humanity itself. I believe that God has a special place in heaven for those who lay down their lives so that others may live free from fear and this horrible oppression. Now, let us pledge to make the most of that freedom that they so gallantly and brilliantly fought for. Their stories are now woven into the soul of our nation, into the stars and stripes on our flag, and into the beating hearts of our great, great people. Today we pay tribute to that legacy, a legacy you protect and grow each and every day. We dominate the sky, we dominate the sea, we dominate the land and space. Not merely because we have the best equipment, 
but because we have the best people. Each of you embodies the warrior creed. Your devotion, prowess, and expertise make you the most fearsome fighting force in the history of our world. Together with our allies, America's warriors are prepared to defend our nation using the full range of our unmatched capabilities. We will never yield, never waver, and never falter in defense of our people, our freedom, and our great American flag. That flag stands for the values of our republic, the history of our people, the sacrifice of our heroes, and our loyalty to the nation we love. This is the heritage of the American Armed Forces, the greatest force for peace and justice the world has ever known. As Americans celebrate Veterans Day this month, we honor all who have sacrificed to make peace and stability possible. We pay tribute to every proud American who has worn the uniform and served our country. Today, many nations are thriving because of the sacrifices made by American service members and our allies, and because of the sacrifices all of you continue to make each and every day. You are the reason the great American flag will proudly stand behind me wherever I go. And every time I look at that flag, I will think of brave men and women like you. And I will think of all of the American patriots down through the generations who poured out their blood, sweat, tears, hopes, and dreams to defend our country. You are the greatest hope for people who desire to live in freedom and harmony. And you are the greatest threat to tyrants and dictators who seek to prey on the innocent. The path of strong nations and free people certain of their values and confident in their futures is a proven path toward prosperity and peace. We cherish our cultures, we embrace our values, and we always fight for what we believe in. Because of you, the people of America and the freedom-loving people everywhere are able to fulfill their destinies and follow their dreams. And we are grateful for your families, for their sacrifice and support that allows our brave men and women to serve. We are eternally grateful for your service and for your sacrifice. And we are forever in your debt. I am so proud to be here with you today. We face many challenges and many opportunities, and we will face all of them together as a team. And if we do, I am certain that the future for America has never, ever looked brighter. Because of patriots like you, freedom will prevail. Every one of you. Not just those in uniform. As your commander in chief, I thank you. I salute you. God bless you. God bless the armed forces 
and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. How are you the underdog? How can anyone be against you when God is on your side? See, a lot of people say the same thing over and over again. We're losing. No, if you think you're losing, you don't know what winning is. And you know, I I saw the news earlier and I'm not going to talk about it today, but it's almost as if I wrote the script on the war. You know, I say it so many times. I'm one of the best game theorists, uh, theorists out there. I have done things that you wouldn't even believe. You know, corrupt people are creatures of habit. They stick to specific playbooks. You know, no one's going to want to see it. But so many of you have. You can see it now. And that's what counts. And hopefully others can see it because it's so blatant. It's almost as if a veil has fallen and has shown the world what this is really about. So let's delve into his speech. But I wanted to show you something first. The one president you're not allowed to talk about. The one president that I'm telling you is going to be impeached. This is why I threw a party. This is why I was excited that they attempted to impeach President Trump after he was gone. I want you to see this clip. Listen to this carefully. You know, I often joke about tensions between me and the press, but uh, honestly, what they say doesn't bother me. I understand we've got an adversarial system. I'm a mellow sort of guy. And that's why I invited Luther, my anger translator, to join me here tonight. Luther is his flavor of the month. Mike Obama approved. (laughs) Hold on to your lily white butts. (laughs) In our fast-changing world, traditions like the White House Correspondents' Dinner are important. I mean, really? What is this saying? Because despite our differences, we count on the press to shed light on the most important issues of the day. And we can count on Fox News to terrify old white people with some nonsense. <laughs> Sharia lies coming to clean and burning and get out of here. That was ridiculous. We won't always see eye to eye. Oh, and CNN, thank you so much for the wall-to-wall Ebola coverage. For two whole weeks, we were one step away from the walking dead. And then y'all got up and just moved on to the next day. That was awesome. Oh, and by the way, just if you haven't noticed, you don't have Ebola! But I still deeply appreciate the work that you do. You know, we need to have our own White House Correspondents Dinner, uh, you know, and recreate this, but with COVID. 
guess what? You don't have COVID. Y'all remember when they had that big old hole in the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico? And then and I plugged it? Remember that? Which, Which Obama's Katrina was that one? Was it, was that 19 or was it, what, 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 was it 20? Because I came around, I came around. Protecting our democracy is more important than ever. For example, the Supreme Court ruled that the donor who gave Ted Cruz $6 million was just exercising free speech. Yeah, it's the kind of speech like this. I just wasted $6 million. <laughs> and it's not just Republicans. I wonder about what we're going to do with the whole money and free speech. Maybe it was free speech. You know, the money they paid to create the Russia dossier. Maybe it was also free speech, how they created a, you know, PP dossier. Maybe it was also free speech, how they paid a uh, foreign private intelligence agency. Foreign. It's foreign registered in Luxembourg, but whatever. It's really an American company uh, to do that. Maybe it was free speech, the 40 million federal taxpayer dollars we spent on the Mueller investigation to investigate the actual people that were investigating themselves for the Russia hoax, right? Maybe it was also free speech, right? The Canadians were doing the paper shredding during the Mueller investigation. Maybe it was all just free speech. Maybe it was free speech when he ordered $60,000 in hot dogs from Chicago. I mean, um, fucking hot dogs are the cheapest thing ever. Like, let's pretend you ordered 60,000 hot dogs. That shit would cost you about $10,000. It gets cheaper in bulk, right? So, you know, maybe that was freedom of speech, but pay attention to what's being said. Hillary will have to raise huge sums of money, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She needs to pay me. She gonna get that money. <laughs> she gonna get all the money. Khaleesi is coming to Westeros. The nonstop focus on billionaire donors creates real problems for our democracy. And that's why we run it for a third time! No, no, no we're not. We're not? No. Who the hell said that? <laughs> we're not, because we're, we're going to let Hillary get all the money. Just told you. Khaleesi's coming right down. Just told you. And, oh, that's why we're going to have a third term and we're going to raise all that money. We're not doing a third term. Yeah, you're doing it now, though, in the basement. You got caught. So that's what's up. You already got caught. So done. But we do need to stay focused on some big challenges like climate change. Hey, listen, y'all. If you haven't noticed, California is bone dry. And that's because that uh, they keep spending the money and they have no actual natural water reserves. They should have been funding all that money instead of trains that they never do, but actually maybe create, you know, salination plants, you know, maybe cut a good deal with neighboring states because, you know, that's all federal stuff. Or maybe have better stuff. Listen, this translator is telling you a lot more. It looked like a trailer for the new Mad Max movie up in there. <laughs> Y'all think, think that Bradley Cooper came here because he wants to talk to Chuck Todd? <laughs> he needed a glass of water! Come on! The science is clear. The science is clear. Nine, Nine out of the out ten, of the hottest, ten years hottest years ever, years ever came, in came in the last decade. decade. Now, I'm, I'm not a scientist, scientist but I do know how to contain. Rising seas, 
More violent, violent storms. storms. You got, got mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Sweating, sweating people, people on the train, snagging it, it up. It's just, just nasty. nasty. I mean, I mean, look at us. Look, 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 look at look what's, what's happening, happening right, now. right now. Every, Every serious scientist, scientist says we need that. We need that. The Pentagon says it's a national security risk. Who the fuck at the Pentagon would say that? Miami, Miami floods, floods on, on a sunny, sunny day. day. Instead, Instead of doing anything about it, we got, about, we got elected, elected officials throwing snowballs, snowballs in the Senate. In the Senate. Okay, okay. Uh, wait a minute. So first of all, whoever in the Pentagon said it's a national security issue needs to be fired ASAP. Second, um, Florida always uh, kind of floods with the hurricanes, you know, the swamp, their sea level, you know, kind of like how New Orleans is below sea level, you know, so it's expected. Just saying. I'm not trying to be a bitch about it. Okay, it's it's a, okay, I, I, I think I got it right. It is crazy. <laughs> what about our kids? What kind of stupid, short-sighted, irresponsible bull? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, hey. What? what? Okay, no, hey. What? All, all due respect, sir, you don't need an anger translator. <laughs> You need counseling. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, man. I ain't trying to get into all this. Go. That told you a lot if you were paying attention. His translator said a lot more. And you know what's funny? He's like, oh, the press doesn't like me. And it's like, Hey, we all know that's bullshit, right? We all know that's, that's not true, right? They praise the ground he walks on. They would never say anything. Besides, he's the one that gave them their jobs. I mean, whatever. Now let's crack down on our president's speech. Let me get to him going on stage. There we go. And right as he starts, here we go. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that life to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it's great to be back where it all started with the great patriots of CPAC. Thank you very much. Standing before you today, I'm thrilled to report that our incredible movement, a movement that Nobody's ever seen anything quite like it. There has never been anything like it before. It is strong and growing stronger every single day. The radical left is exposed. They're weak. And their pathetic policies have been out there long enough now that we don't want them. We'll never take them. We are bringing back our country and we are bringing back our freedom. The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are 
attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. We are a sleeping giant. They cannot even begin to imagine the brave and righteous spirit they've unleashed in men and women like all of you here today. And this is some crowd. We broke the record again. We broke the record again. But they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th and then again even more so on November 2024. They will find out like never before. We did it twice and we'll do it again. We're going to be doing it again a third time. 2022 will be the year that millions of everyday citizens stand up to the left-wing fascists and they'll continue and we will all continue together to make America great again. We had it done. The election was rigged. They've undone some of it, not all of it. They'll never be able to do all of it because we'll be acting long before they can do all of it. It was up to them. They'd do everything they could to destroy our country. But we can build it back again quickly and even better than before because they have lost all credibility. They've proven during this period of time that their policies are a disaster and that their policies don't work. We'll get voter ID. We'll never defund the police. Ridiculous cancel culture will be wiped out entirely. The wall will be quickly completed. To build the wall, complete the wall in three weeks. Took two and a half years on the wall, two and a half years to win all of the litigation, over 11 lawsuits that they threw at us. And we have it just about finished. And then I said, they can't be serious. They don't want to close up the little loops. But nobody's ever had a border so secure as the border that we had. We'll be sealed good and tight, except for people coming into our country legally. The drugs pouring in, the human trafficking will stop. And we will, again, save our country from destruction. I want to thank the American Conservative Union for putting on this incredible show, this great program of patriots. And in particular, thank you to Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. Thank you very much. We have some great Republican leaders tonight also, and we have so many that I'm going to leave some out. It's always a disaster when we do this because they'll say, sir, and it takes me a year to make up. It takes me a year because it's a year before they sit before you again, but we'll give it the best we can. I want to thank, and these are great people. These are our patriots. Senator Rick Scott. Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Senator Bill Haggerty.
Bill, Tennessee. Great state of Tennessee. Thank you, Bill. And John Kennedy, he's running. It's not going to be much of an election. He's going to win so easily. John, oh, he's popular. Where's John? Look at John. Where is John? Great. John, you're popular, John. Wow. Great student. You know, he's a great student. Comes from an incredible state. The other senator's not so good in that state, I must be honest. But John Kennedy is fantastic. Went to Oxford. Do you know that? He went to Oxford. He was an incredible student, brilliant guy. And he's with us all the way. Also, representatives, Madison Cawthorn. Where's Madison? Madison. They're doing everything they can to stop him. They're doing everything, but that will not be successful, will it? Mark Green. Mark. Thank you, Mark. He said, no, we got one point. trending at the top all over the place, and it's going to give our voice back. And he's tough as hell. Former Congressman Devin Nunes. Devin. Where is Devin? Devin. He's tough. And, you know, I don't have all these names, but I happen to see a star. 128 and one in wrestling. He was serious. Don't wrestle him. A man who, I mean, every time he goes on television, it's like a fight. He gets on, he's got one point, the other point, the other point. And there's nobody like him. And if you ever saw him work out, he, he just, the machine starts to burn. The treadmill starts to go up on fire. He's still in great shape, but he's a tough cookie, all-American wrestler. And uh, nobody like him, really. There's nobody like him. Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman Jim Jordan. And Polly. And Polly. And Polly produced one All-American or two. Is it two? One? Two. She said two. Two All-American wrestlers. And I said, are you better than your father was? He said, no, sir. Nobody's better than my father was. That's a pretty, that's only a son could say that, right? Right, Polly? Jim, thank you for being here. Great people. And Governor Kevin Stitt. We know Governor Stitt. He's here someplace. Governor Stitt. And by the way, I noticed a patriot in our midst, Mike Lindell. Will you stand up? He's a patriot. He's a patriot. He's a great guy, too. He spent his life. So my mic was muted. I apologize. What I was going to say is, I still remember Attorney General Landry calling him the my pillow guy and how they speak about him as if he's lesser than anything when he's more of a man than anyone. See, Mike Lindell, Lynn Wood. Patrick Byrne, General Flynn, right? All of that. They have put their money where their mouth is. They are doing things. So some may not pan out perfectly. Some may, right? It's okay. It's okay. 
You don't have to win every single battle. You just have to fight. The minute you roll over and you give in, it's game over. You know, when I see CPAC, CPAC is a rhino fest, okay? That's just a rhino fest. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp have been doing a very good job keeping the political action committee up and running and quite well. And what what what's horrible is that, um, you know, I haven't seen anyone else acknowledge what Mike has been doing, what, um, you know, what everybody has been doing for this country, right? Every single one of them in their own capacity. A lot of people get hung up on things that people say, right? Or they get catty and bitchy. That's the devil's way of breaking up anything that could be uniform and moving straight ahead. That's how they operate. Division. They hack your shadow and then they divide you. Because once you realize that united, you take them down in a blink of an eye. It's game over. You are a threat. There's a lot of people that went to CPAC and were speaking on stage that you were thinking, are you kidding me? This is what you got? But you know what? It's to keep the money coming in. People are just waiting for this to be all over. And go back to what? What you had? What was it that you had? A big, fat, beautiful lie. This is where you start to build your nation. This is where you fix things. This is where you recreate America the way it was intended to be. And the problem is, is that many of you, even those listening to me now, are still groomed to the old ways. Do you know how many people I get? I had this one person creep up on my campaign email and said, um, hey, so, uh, you know, uh, you, you were disqualified from the ballot. So, um, you know, uh, maybe you can chip in and, uh, you know, kind of help us with, um, with something that we want. And I was like, uh, no, I wasn't disqualified. They literally did something illegal to make sure that I'm, on, I'm not on the ballot. Okay, well, you can't fight them. So let's just work with what we got. <clears throat> Want to take a wild guess what my other response was? It's people like you that perpetuate the same fucking system because you think you can't fight them. You can remove anyone you want from office. You're in charge, you pay their salary. They're supposed to serve you, not the other way around. So I don't know if that was an attempt at an olive branch from some guy running for governor. It wasn't going to happen. And besides, his horn was showing. Like, I went to talk to him. Uh, well, he came. He was like, he met me uh, at the... Reawaken America tour thing. He came by, you know, he needed to get Mike Lindell to, you know, endorse him. Fuck no. You called Mike Lindell crazy. You said he was stupid. All of you did. We got that on record. Anytime you come out asking for endorsement, that shit's going to play. Anytime you're like, no, I like Trump. We're going to play video and audio of you calling him wrong for the country, a threat to the country, and trying to change things when they're fine just the way they are. Not, not happening on our watch. 
See, this is where we remind them that you are not getting away with this. You will not be able to walk down the street. Mike did not endorse him. Regardless, the thing is people are dying for endorsements. And it's like, yeah, you're begging for endorsements while other of us have dinner with them. See, the thing is, it's because it's two different classes. You're a freaking rhino. And see, when someone can pull an endorsement from, from a friend, they won't do it. Why? Because that's not the endorsement I want. I don't want people to say, someone endorsed da-da-da, so it must be good. No. The people endorse you. That is the best endorsement ever. So while, you know, people, oh, the GOP call endorse me, oh, then that means I know I'm definitely not voting for you. <laughs> that's what's up. See, that's the thing. It's now working against them. When I hear them talking about endorsements and how the GOP is behind them, uh, you know, that's not happening on my web page. I will, I will create a page where people can go and put their name and say their state and how they endorse me. I will have people endorsing me. I don't need celebrities. The people are the celebrities. They're the ones that pay the taxes. They're the ones that pay the tax dollars, right? That's how it goes. And you know what's even funnier that, you know, a lot of people tend to want to be creative. A lot of people are copying whatever Trump did. Uh, a lot of them are copying what other candidates are doing. I mean, I'm watching everything, right? And that's where you call them out too, because then you can make memes of how they're copying you because they're desperate, right? They're desperate. And you see a lot of people trying to mimic President Trump, but you know what they're missing? They're missing consistency in message. They're missing actual love of country, right? They're missing the ability to actually make statements correctly. They're missing speaking from the heart. And you know what else they're missing? They're missing their balls because they're all in my purse. You know, that's the thing. They're missing the juju to be able to get things done. People don't want politicians anymore. They're done. It's over. They don't care anymore. They don't want that. And you know, last year, you guys showed the world exactly what you're capable of. You're capable of telling them that you're going to hold them accountable. You're so capable that people were like, stop sending them letters. You're making record. And it's like, that means let's send some more letters, right? When they start complaining about the letters they get. See, that's how you make change. President Trump wasn't waiting for some guy to come out on a, you know, in his Lamborghini to save everyone and run for office. He was just waiting for you. Great. Who, by the way, is a brave man. He's hanging in. He's a brave man. Thank you. We withdrew. When you see the things, the, the stupidity, the open border concept, who wants this? Prisons from other countries being emptied out into our country. Just over one year ago, we had the most secure border in U.S. history, record low gas prices, American energy independence, the fastest economic recovery in the history of our country, fastest economic recovery in history, and unrivaled military. We rebuilt the military and we added Space Force on top of it. And peace and quiet was all around the world. Now, inflation is the highest in 40 years. Economists are talking about five, six, seven, and even $8 a gallon gasoline. Supply chains are crumbling. 
Store shelves are empty. Millions of illegal aliens are rushing our borders. Murders are setting records in our cities. The streets of our Democrat-run cities are drenched in blood. A radical left zealot has been nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States. China is threatening Taiwan. Russia is decimating Ukraine. Iran is on the cusp of a nuclear bomb. We ended the worst and most dangerous deal I've ever seen. And now they want to go back to the Iran nuclear deal. America and our great military has been humiliated in its surrender from Afghanistan. And that's what it was. It was a surrender for no reason whatsoever. We wanted to get out, but we had to get out with strength and with dignity. And a major war in Europe may very well erupt. That's how they start. Exactly what's happening today, this is how they start. Joe Biden has turned calm into chaos, competence into incompetence, stability into anarchy, and security into catastrophe. The Russian attack on Ukraine is appalling. It's an outrage and an atrocity that should never have been allowed to occur. It never would have occurred. We are praying for the proud people of Ukraine. God bless them all. God bless them all. Thank you. They are indeed brave. As everyone understands, this horrific disaster would never have happened if our election was not rigged and if I was the president. Uh, very simple, it wouldn't have happened. Under Bush, Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. Under Biden, Russia invaded Ukraine. I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia did not invade another country. Thank you. I gave Ukraine the javelins that everyone is now talking about and millions of dollars of other military equipment. The Obama administration gave them blankets. You remember, they gave them blankets. They said, we need more than blankets. No, no, we gave you blankets. They sent them blankets. Thank you very much. Under our leadership, the world was a peaceful place because America was strong. And the perception of our country was perhaps like it had never been before. Powerful, cunning, and smart. We were a smart country. Now we're a stupid country. We always very simply put America first. That was the answer.
With the Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East. We had peace in Europe. China knew that it could no longer take advantage of the United States. And I was proud to be the first president in decades who did not get our country into any wars. I got you out of wars. Thank you. Thank you. Under our administration, Russia respected America just like every other country respected America, and they really respected us a lot. But now Joe Biden is seen as a weak, and I hate to say it because I want him to do a great job. I really want him to do. Politically, I don't care. I would much rather have him do a great job than a poor job. But nobody could ever believe how bad and weak and grossly incompetent it has been. And when you have a weak president who is not respected by other nations, you have a very chaotic world. And the world hasn't been this chaotic since World War II. I think we can say that. We can say that very strongly. I have no doubt. So I know a lot of people think that, you know, that was disingenuine, but it's actually genuine. See, every fuck up Joe Biden does makes it more difficult for us to revert course. And you never pray that the pilot takes down the plane you're fucking in. Okay. How does Tom McDonald say it? Why are you going to make calls if, if they sink, we sink. This is madness. Right? I'm offended that you're offended. Oh my gosh. I listened to too much of his songs, but um, that's the thing. Why wouldn't he say that? To repair this economy, it's going to done. It's going to be done very, very swiftly. I want to get to one certain part of this speech here. Let's see. Twenty two, and in twenty twenty four, is to take on this radical and power hungry ruling class and to deliver them an electoral defeat so resounding that they are exiled into political oblivion, never ever to return again. Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and crazy Nancy Pelosi are the sinister faces of this corrupt and lawless political establishment. They enrich their families in Ukraine, China, Russia, while they shutter your small businesses right here at home. They send young Americans to fight and die for the borders of distant foreign nations while they throw our borders open to an illegal foreign invasion, which is what is happening. They set violent criminals loose without charges while prosecuting their political opponents for fabricated crimes. They legalize mass robberies and cheer for BLM and Antifa rioters, ransacking our cities while they hold nonviolent protesters without trial, destroy their lives. They lift sanctions on Iran while they sanction and destroy our own citizens. They try to silence voices like Joe Rogan for alleged misinformation while they 
perpetuate the most flagrant hoaxes and monstrous lies like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. How was that? For three years, we had to put up with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. It was a total hoax. They indoctrinate your children to hate their parents while calling you a hateful racist. They stick the FBI on mothers at school board meetings while they teach four-year-olds to pick their own genders. Would you like to change your gender? And they say it's absolutely fine for a boy or man to participate in women's sports. I don't think so. They use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. Damn, this hits home, right? They spied on me. <clears throat> they use the intelligence community on me, you know, and they use the media to slam me. It's all freaking true. And and it's not just, you know, him. They do it to everybody that comes out on the other end still kicking and screaming, right? That's fact. They will frame you if they have to. And they couldn't frame me because, you know, I made sure that I dropped my actual identity in certain places. And they found that out during the deposition that I was able to, uh, that I was supposed to give, but I couldn't depose the attorney general. And so they shut the fuck up real quick. Cause then that's like oh, methods, but he's right. He is 1 million percent, right? They will destroy you. Listen to it again. They stick the FBI on mothers at school board meetings while they teach four-year-olds to pick their own genders. Would you like to change your gender? And they say it's absolutely fine for a boy or man to participate in women's sports. I don't think so. They use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. They use the legal system to persecute you. you it is a persecution. They rig elections to disenfranchise you and destroy you and ruin your lives. I've seen the anger and the hatred and the horror at the 2020 election. All the while they claim as they are the ones defending democracy. They say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice. It's a lot of bullshit. That's what it is. You know, I think that's a speech I could have written, right? Because it applies to everyone. And it is just a lot of bullshit. See, that's the thing. That's what we need. Big time. It's big league bullshit. Okay. Big league bullshit. Okay. That's what it is. Big league bullshit. Okay. This is it. Big league bullshit. All they do is create these things and the only people they target are the actual ones that can take them down. And that's usually the people. Man, whoever screams the loudest and they see them and not screaming like, oh my God, but actually causing them pain and hardship. But he came out speaking full truth. 
When we win, we will defeat this corrupt political establishment. We will save our republic and we will restore constitutional government of, by, and for the people. The Washington swamp knows that we are coming to break their grip on power forever. That is why they are so desperate to stop us. They will go to any lengths. And that is why the corrupt Democrat prosecutors and unconstitutional unselect committee on January 6th, the unselect committee. Can you imagine a committee made of these thugs? They hate us all. Is there ever been a committee like this? The unselect committee. I think that was my term. I think I came up with it first. I'm very proud of many of our terms. But they're continuing their evil and demented persecution of me, my family, my staff, my supporters, and you. It's the same witch hunt that's been going on since day one, since actually the day that I came down the escalator with our great future First Lady. Now, I wanted to say something like looking at the crowd, I'm looking at all these thirsty people that are just waiting to like touch him as if he has the Midas touch to like endorse him. It makes me so sick watching them pander like that because I saw a few faces that I'm like, um, I know what you did in that country. Why are you there? You don't like Trump, but some thirsty, thirsty people there. In 2022, we're taking on this wretched and corrupt political establishment like never before. And we've learned a lot over the last four years. We've learned how corrupt they are. Nobody could even believe it. If you wrote a book or a novel and it was all just printed out like this with crooked Hillary, with the Mueller report. It would look like fiction, right? Like it. Did it find no collusion? But with all of the things that you've seen, all of the horrible things that you've seen, the corruption, the spying, it was spying. It's probably worse than spying. It's treason. Treason, it's yes. If anybody ever wrote a novel, the great she James declared. Patterson, if you ever wrote a novel like this, it wouldn't sell because people would say, no, no, it's not believable. This could never happen. And it's worse. worse. They're, they're finding out things now that nobody even thought were possible. She declared. We're going to end Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. And then we're going to kick the Biden crime family out of the White House in 2024 or soon. So that's where we can end it for today because we'll do the other half tomorrow when it comes to Russia, Russia. But if you heard it, we're going to kick the Biden crime family out of office by 2024 or sooner, right? So people need to be listening to your president. I will tell you that let's, I'm in an elected position. You think I'm going to stop the impeach 44? Oh, no, I'm not. It'll be in full swing on the side. 
I will be doing it like nobody's business. That doesn't sound right, does it? It's like that time that I said I had something between my legs. I shouldn't be saying stuff like that on air because they could just take sound bites and just use it. And it's like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, what we're going to get is Rico. Rico Suave. See, because this is never going to happen again. The United States of America will go through a rebirth like no other. And this is not a reset. This is more of a jump start. Let's get back to 1776 where, you know, people had balls then and they would go over ice rivers in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve to slaughter their enemies of their nation. Now, it's like my pronouns are like, I'm so over it. I'm really so over it. And I think all of you are too. But the thing is, what we have to do is find humor in these dark times at some point. And no matter how big a problem seems, and I see that it seems like a lot of people that I have conversations with are going through these fears and anxieties and stresses. And I'm going to tell you what I told a lot of people. Stop focusing on tomorrow or next month or next year or when will this happen or I need to get this done. And focus on today as if the tomorrow you want is already here. That is how you win. And that is how you never lose. Because if you act like today, which sucks, right? Is just, it's a sucky day. You could be like, you know what? Today I had two left feet. It's, uh, you know, it's whatever. Let me just focus on things that I can control right now because I want that shit to be the first thing that I do in the morning, right? For me, I was, okay, simple pleasures. So <laughs> it's, it's February. Whoa. So in October, wow, I only said four months. It's more. Let me show you how these simple pleasures go. So when I come into my apartment, it's like a little hallway that comes up to a wall. And, um, uh, you know, to that wall, when you see it, I have a space litter, you know, those self-cleaning things, right? That I haven't even hooked up yet. It's been there for like a year and I haven't even connected it yet. Um, I even have a furniture piece that hides it. So it just looks like a, you know, whatever. But the problem that I always had is when I walk in to my right, there's, a, there's like a lot of space, right? But I don't have anywhere to put shit. So I kind of and don't laugh for all you handy people out there, okay? I know how to use a drill and stuff. But I was so upset that I wanted a key holder to go up really quick so I could just put mail and keys that I hammered screws because I didn't have nails. <laughs> I hammered screws into the wall. So anyway, um, so I had ordered in October, the first time I ordered from Overstock, and I ordered a hall tree, Right that had like a space where I can put mail so it's nice and neat. When I get your letters and I have them, I try to keep them in order so that way I can respond. I, I tell you, I have sealed cards from like months ago that I haven't even mailed yet because I get a lot of it. But there's some people that write me really long letters, some people that need help that I actually reach out to in order. Because, you know, when someone sends me literally 10, 20 pages of documentation, I... um you know, I read through it and it goes with priority. Um, but anyway, I really wanted it. It was like a tree. I'll post a picture um, after the show on Telegram. But um, I order it from Overstock. And at Overstock, I had gotten it on sale at that time for $230. 
I ordered it with the service where they put it together. Well, the drivers, when they had it in their car, they didn't feel like, you know, buzzing or calling me. How do I get into your building? And no, no, no. So they didn't show up. So November time rolls around and it's like, this is so stupid. So I order it one time from Amazon and then they send it to me, but it's broken. So I had to cancel. Right. Then I order it again in December and that was for January delivery. And they had like some person that couldn't put it together. So you pay for that and fine. And then that person didn't come. Then I kid you not, kid you not, last weekend I did it through Amazon again. And they called me while I was talking to people. I had to pick up the phone because I had Carlo at the apartment right when I was in Canton. And I was like, sorry, guys. So the guy was like, I'll be there in 30 minutes. Guess what? He didn't show up. So my money went back into my account a couple of days later. So I used that and I went on Walmart and I found it for like hundred something dollars. I think it was way less and including the service, it was like the price of it without being built. And I was like, damn, that sounds super hot. So it gets delivered within like two days. So today I was like, when I, when I got up in the morning and I started, you know, doing my to-do list and I got onto my little notebook with notes and started going through the list. I was like, today's going to be a good day because I'm finally get that haul treat, right? I got my haul treat today. And it's more so because I got up all excited that someone's going to be coming to do this, right? And I got up on the right foot. This weekend was crap for me. I didn't feel well because I was overwhelmed. I let anxiety take over. Everybody gets that. I'm more upset that, you know, they're delaying me going on the ballot as if I'm going to roll over and just let it go. I'm actually contemplating filing a federal lawsuit so that way I could chuck it up to SCOTUS faster and ask them for damages too and say that you've cost me this much money in campaign money and you cost me this much money in this. And so that way I could just freaking take it all the way to the top because I'm pissed. Even if I win at the Supreme Court at this point, I just want to sue right? Because it's not right that they do this to people. Like if I hadn't gotten the signatures, I'd be like, whatever, right? But I had a massive team. We went really hard. We checked every single thing because the roles are available. So when they do something like this, so blatant and corrupt, you cannot let them get away with it. You fight, you fight, you fight until their pants are around their ankles and they're eating dirt, So I'm just saying. So I was really pissed. I was contemplating on that all weekend, just how pissed I was. And it's not for me, like last thing I want to do, honestly, is, is be in a public position because then I can't speak my mind easily, right? Until I change those HR policies, right? (laughs) Cause it'll be like, she harassed me. She told me to go fuck myself, you know? So, you know, this is a problem, right? This is a problem. So (laughs) I'm sorry. It's true though. I will not sugarcoat shit. I'm not the person that's going to sit there. Oh, you didn't do your job. That's so cool. You're fired. And they'll be like, oh no. You know, um, for me, it's criminal. Our elections from the process of the people wanting someone on the ballot to the ballot until the casting of the ballot is all the electoral process. Any aspect of it being tainted and being controlled and being harbored by those that wish control is unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. It's not allowed. It should never happen. 
And that's the way it is. I remember when I was up against the attorney general, I had someone that I love. You know, actually, I haven't even reached out to her in over a year. And I feel like crap because I always sent her like a Starbucks gift card for her birthday or birthday pass. And I forgot. And she's going through things. And I'm like, I'm even embarrassed to be like, hey, I I love you. And I'm sorry I haven't been, you know, we just were in touch. But that person, you know, had told me once, listen, I've seen the political scene before, you know, I'm in it just pay the fine $500 and they leave you alone. That way, you know, you can get on with it. You know what I told her? I'd rather burn up in flames and let anyone get away with shit. That's the way it is, right? That's the way it is. And no one should ever back down. I don't care how big they think they are. You can take them down in one swoop with truth. And that's the way it happens. And this is the only reason I'm fighting. And the only reason that I'm doing this is because of that. I want to be an example for all of you. So for me, one easy way for them to make this painless, right, is to just let the Supreme Court, you know, don't call Daddy DeWine because we'll subpoena the shit out of that. Don't forget, Pat DeWine wants to get back on the ballot, and I will make sure that that's acknowledged. But, you know, they can go through that and let it go, or they can push it as far as they want because I am ready to take it on. See, this is the problem. If you let it go and say, well, I'll get it another way, then they get away with it. The point is they shouldn't be able to get away with things. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, if you just look at it, but let's pretend that let's just pretend that I didn't give them page ones, which is weird because I signed it and some counties got it and some didn't. So that doesn't make sense. But let's pretend that was the case, right? That they didn't get them and they didn't send them or whatever. Let's pretend that's the case. Let's just totally pretend. See, the page ones for um, your ballot are for the circulators, Right. And then you have to show the original wet signature when you go and file your paperwork. And I had two wet signatures, the original and then the one that we created for the ballots, which was one page rather than have a page with signature slots. Right. Because we changed the form. So I had those done on January 18th. I showed it to them. So in order for me to file and get a receipt, I have to show that. And that was ready. Right. And that was working. So the weird thing is, is that I've done everything the law said. But because they didn't like the fact that I got on the ballot, the day before counties were supposed to close their submissions for what signatures they accepted, they instructed them to invalidate all of mine. Now, you can't change the rules or make rules after the fact, right? You can't change the goalpost because you don't like the goal that someone struck, you can't say, oh, yeah, well, we're not doing that. You lose if you put the ball in the goal, the ball in the gold thing. You need to put it on the outside. So that is a problem. And if people don't see that as a problem, you know, all the other people running, claiming to be patriots, why aren't they talking about that? Why are they telling you they're going to fix something when they're not talking about that? They're not talking about the evident fraud. See? See? Actions, words, actions, words, real big difference. So, you know, that means that once I'm on the ballot, because there's no choice on that, I will like, you know what? It kind of sucks. Like I could see it now. Tori Marius totally fucked up Ohio's election because she took them all to court and fucking won. (laughs) And now they don't get to do elections and everything's postponed because of this bitch. Fuck her. Uh, You know, they'll turn it around that way. I, I kid you not. That's already on the timeline. That's the way it is. <laughs> That's the way it is. They're going to they're gonna let that happen. 
but don't be discouraged. One thing I can tell you is that any um, problem that you ever come across is never bigger than one that you can solve. And if you stand for something, <laughs> nothing can take you down. Whereas on the other hand, if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. That's what I'm dying here. I'm dying here. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that for tonight because that, that's, that was my weekend. I was contemplating on how I can make them hurt real bad and force change in legislation and make this be a national clown show. So I'm already thinking about that. I want to make this a national clown show. Like, what are they going to do? You know, throw more hate at me. The more publications write about the attorney general shit, the richer I fucking become. So the more people talk shit, the more money I make. So it hurts me in the short term, but it makes me richer when I ask for money and say, look, there's like thousands of articles. I archive every single one and every single post that I come across that talk shit. I do that too. Because when I go there, it'll be thousands of pages of people talking shit based on this attack and persecution that I had for calling them out. That makes me richer by the day. So it doesn't bother me. The more they circulate it, the better for me. And, you know, it's like, it's not going to work. It's 2022. People don't think like they did before. They think different. They know what truth sounds like because they've just been seeing a bullshit show for the past year of a mock presidency and a bullshit pandemic that you guys invented to make obedient little people and you failed. Well, we'll see how that goes. On that, let's do some... Korean Ghostbusters. God bless. Yoja, <laughs> 